Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week 10 <laughs> waiver wire. I don't know where the season went. It's already week 10. We are really getting down to it here on your playoff run. So we're going to talk about a couple players today that you should look at adding if you need some spots here for bye weeks, need to play, you know, whatever. We've got a couple guys we should look at. So let's jump into this thing. And I'm going to go, I guess, you know what? I'm going to start this off with, um, there's a couple guys I might like more, but I think I have to start this off with Jordan Howard at running back. Just if you are really desperate for running back and you're looking for just the guy who's going to play, get some yard, get some carries, get some volume, maybe get a touchdown. Jordan Howard might be that guy you can plug and play. If you've been really, you know, hurting at that position, this is one where I don't necessarily, I'm not like, Oh, you have to get Jordan Howard's the greatest thing out there. Right. But Hey, you know what? 17 carries is a big deal. If you're getting 17 carries, that's something to look for. My issue is don't love playing against Denver next week. That's not, you know, that wonderful, but I just can't see a scenario where Jordan Howard doesn't get double-digit carries. So if you're really hurting at running back, this is the guy to go pick up and just hope it works out because, eh, maybe. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on Jordan Howard? I think he kind of has to be number one at the moment. Uh, it's kind of a weird backfield at the moment, but I agree with you. I think he has the most upside for touchdowns. He's kind of the goal line back, and they've completely – like shifted the way they're doing it ever since Miles Sanders got hurt. So um, do I feel completely comfortable? No, but at the same time, you're not picking him up because you have a stocks bench. So go ahead and pick him up. And I think you, he's good enough to play. And the other guys we'll talk about the running back position are way more risky than, than he is at the moment. And that could change very quickly, but still for next week, I think he's the the best option available usually. Yep, and I guess we can still talk about some running backs and some of the other riskier options. Another option, a lesser option, other than a Jordan Howard, would be like a Devontae Freeman, who's mm-hmm. definitely been getting some work there for the Ravens. Le'Veon Bell did a little bit too. Freeman, this is really like Jordan Howard to me is a step up from Freeman, but then there's Freeman, Bell. Those are the kind of, like, not Bell, but Freeman's the next one you can look, look at getting, who, again, you're just you just need somebody to fill in. You're not looking, you're not hoping for a lot. You're just hoping for some some volume at some points. The more interesting, I think, higher ceiling but lower floor type players are like the Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots. If if Harris was were to miss time, we don't know. Like as of right this recording this, we don't know how the Patriots are going to play out. Stevenson himself was hurt. So Stevenson and Harris both could be hurt. And that'd be case you could go to Brandon Bolden. If it's all the Brandon Bolden show, Brandon Bolden to me is actually very interesting because he's going to catch balls too. Yeah. He, so, if, if he's the only guy, I actually think he could be a incredibly good player. Yep. Yeah. At this point, it almost feels like you almost need <laughs> the only one, the only way other than Harris, if Harris is healthy, Harris should be the guy, but I don't even know if that's true. Cause I think Stevenson has shown enough where he's going to start eating into Damian Harris a little bit. The only way like a fan a Patriots running back becomes extremely relevant next week is if it's almost like they're all out and it's just Brandon Bolden. It's the it really could shake out that way. Harris is really relevant. I'm not saying that, but I don't know. Brandon Bolden, it would be an interesting play. Again, 
we, we run into this with the Patriots and we don't know how this is going to play out. We've been running into this with Damian Harris almost every week where he's banged up and is he going to play at the end of the week? And he always does, right? He, he plays and then, you know, gets hurt again. But Brandon Bolden could be interesting, but at the time of the waiver wire, you're not going to know. That's the problem here. So you probably don't have to put a big bid on to get him either. Yeah. But if you have Harris, go pick up one of these guys. If you can, you know, the thing is, if you have Damon Harris and at this point of the season, maybe you have extra bench spots. I would just go throw them all on the team just right now, just to be safe and then see what happens and then get rid of them at the end of the week and pick somebody else up. But running back wise, that's about it for me. There's yeah. not really another great option. I will, I will throw out one other name just because we're getting to, we were saying we're at week 10. So you should start looking really at handcuffs if you don't have them. Alexander Madison still only owned a 36% of leagues. If you are a Dalvin Cook owner, actually, if you, you don't even have to be a Dalvin Cook owner. Just if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, though, there is 64% of leagues where you don't have Alexander Madison and he's just sitting there. Go get him. Like, what are you doing? If Dalvin Cook gets hurt, you're set because Madison is going to be a 90% version of Dalvin Cook at this point, right? He's very good. He's not quite Dalvin Cook, but he's good. And if Cook gets hurt and you don't have Madison, wow, you're, um, you're going to be in a bad spot. So go pick up Alexander Madison. There's just, you have to do it. You absolutely have to go pick him up. All right. That's running backs. <laughs> yeah. It's um, I will, I mean, I'm going to throw one other name, which he came back this week. Nothing happened. This is like, again, this is deeper and this is a handcuff type situation where if you have Elijah Mitchell, you might want to look at Jeff Wilson who was active for this past game. He didn't, nothing happened because of how far they got down. He didn't get to see if he'd get a shot, but Jeff Wilson is active now. So just, Keep that in mind. If you have the extra bench spots, it's not the worst play in the world. Just throw them there. So there you go. Jeff Wilson. All right. But there are a couple of receivers who I think are actually interesting. Got two of them. Elijah Moore, who has been playing very well, I think, for a couple of weeks here. At least for two weeks, for sure. The week before, I keep I, I just look at target-wise, and he, the targets were still there. He had six targets a couple of weeks ago with only one catch. So box score wise, it doesn't really get noticed, but then again, the targets were there. So we had six targets that game, six targets last week, six for 67. Then Thursday night, we all saw that seven for 84 with two touchdowns. They play Buffalo next week. You know, Buffalo is obviously a good defense, so we'll see what happens. But after that, it's Miami, it's Houston, it's Philadelphia. It's a good stretch. Elijah Moore should be picked up, I believe, at this point and just see what we got going on there. He's currently owned in 15.3% of league. So Elijah Moore, Jeff, you were a big Elijah Moore guy earlier on in the year. You actually had him on your team. I only have him on our league because you dropped him. So I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I Jeff, really, you're really interested like in him. Elijah Moore. I just got an alert. <laughs> yeah, I threw up a flag <laughs> on him. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I really liked him. I, I don't know where this Jets team is going to go. Uh, we've been very lucky. The fact that they've been able to get so many air yards of late. Zach Wilson coming back, is that going to change everything? Will they stick with, you know, so there's a lot up in the air, but Elijah Moore finally is coming around. I think he was one of the most talented wide receivers coming out of that draft class. Mm -hmm. That's why I was kind of so high on him, thinking that maybe he could counteract some of the Jets stuff with a lot of short passes or a slot guy, you know, doing whatever he needs to do. He's finally showing what he's he's capable of. And, you know, we'll, we'll find out what that means. So I don't think you have to put a, a, a large bid on him. I think no. this is a wait and see. But if you have a, a bench spot, I think he's a very intriguing one for a young guy on a young team that is going to try to figure some stuff out, you know, going into the end of the year. 
because they're not winning anything. So I, I do think there's some upside there. It's not like a, a veteran team they're shutting down. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I feel like he's just going to keep getting those targets in this kind of team. Why wouldn't they see what they got in him? And I think they do have something in him. I really think this is a good player who's going to keep doing well. The other one's another rookie, um, Rashad Bateman. So I've, I've been encouraged by Bateman coming back from his injury when he first week he has four for 29, right? But six targets, he just six targets. It's solid. You like to see that coming back uh, week seven, three catches, but 80 yards, six targets again. So while this past week was quiet in a way with only 52 yards off five catches, that is the most receptions he's had. And he had eight targets. It's the most targets he's had. It it's really is stepping up. And then he plays Miami and Chicago these next two weeks. I like those. I like those matchups for him. Rashad Bateman, I believe, is just going to keep getting getting more work here. I guess the problem can be he still is the third target on that team, right behind Marquise Brown, behind Mark Andrews. But I'm very interested in Bateman and to see if he continues to get more into this role, which it feels like it's evolving. There's more and more. There's going to be more. I just feel like with Rashad Bateman, he's an extremely talented player. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I really like the way he looked this past week. He, like I said in past uh, podcasts, he looks the part. He passes the eye test now. I'm fully expecting him in the next two games to have, you know, a somewhat breakout of a game. I, I do think that he'll have like the most yards he's ever gone for, and I think he'll catch a touchdown finally. Whether or not he can keep that up on Baltimore is another thing entirely. I, I think that he's a very intriguing prospect. I don't know if he's going to be that week-to-week guy this year, um, but I, I won't rule him out. Like I, I think that he's good enough where if he's still available, he would probably be I, – I, actually, I think, yeah, he would be my number one. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I, I completely missed, but I think he would be my number one because I think that the the upside is is very high, and they're looking for another pass catcher on that, that yeah. offense where – you know, they don't want to run Lamar if they don't have to. And you can see that, uh, you know, in the when they get down, that's when they start unleashing him. But um, Marquise Brown has been incredibly good this year. But yeah. if he's the only guy, I mean, I realize Andrews as well, but it becomes much more difficult to get him the ball. And you, you're seeing this throughout the NFL where you know where they want to go and that you just try to take that away from him. So if you have one more big, like, possession-type wide receiver you can get open, and he clearly can, uh, I think that he could have some really big dividends. So I, I, I very much like Bateman. And um, the rest of these receivers I'll throw out there are more of, uh, you know, you need some points. You you have bye weeks. You're looking again to fill people in. But there's a couple of interesting names who have been playing solid. Um, one's Tim Patrick. He's owned 24% of leagues, but he's been a solid player, even with Jerry Judy's back and there's Cortland Sutton. But Tim Patrick just seems to get stuff done for the most part. Four for 85 and touchdown this past week. It's 64 yards two weeks ago. He's had a lot of solid games. He's got four touchdowns on the year. If you just need to throw a guy in the lineup this week, Tim Patrick's not a bad option. So that's a, you know, you could do worse than Tim Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I really like him as well, especially for when you're talking about below 40% owned. Yep. I think that he has a lot of upside. Well, and then that same kind of player, I think Tim Patrick's probably better, but another guy, another option is like a Russell Gage. So he did nothing against Carolina, which was just odd. No targets, nothing happened. But the week before that, he did have four for 67 and touchdown when he came back from an injury. And then this past week, though, seven catches, 64 yards on eight targets. So he was definitely involved. He should be involved going forward. Again, if you have a bye week fill-in, you need to throw a Russell Gage in there. Yeah, go, go throw Russell Gage. 
Other players I could throw out quick. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones' number will look good because of that big touchdown he had. I'm just still not sold on that. I'm just not not sold on volume there with him. I think it was only on three targets, I believe. If I have that, if I remember that right, he had two catches for yeah, two catches for 86 yards off three targets. Yeah, I, and then he missed a couple of games before that. He was four for 101 off and two touchdowns off five targets. The targets are low for him, but he's he's interesting, right? He's he's an interesting play. I just that is the real like you're going upside play if you're going Donovan Peoples Jones. You're not going safety at all. While Patrick and Rick Gage feel much safer, you 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 pick uh, Donovan Peoples Jones if you just want a, some big upside. Then you go with him. Right. Uh, uh, the yeah. last guy I want to say, and he's a little bit above what we usually talk about, but he just had a game that he started looking like himself, and and we talked about him a little bit. But Brandon yep. Ayuk. He's owned in what 45% of ESPN leagues at the moment. How do you view him compared to everyone else? Because he has been playing the majority of the year and he's been very up and down, but last game he looked a little bit different. Are you putting him a little bit higher or is that like after Bateman, maybe a yook or. Yeah, he's probably. He might be the, he might, he might be the top of these guys, to be honest, if I went for everybody, because I, we've seen the talent before. It just hasn't all come together. Maybe it's coming together because Eight targets this week, last week in a good game, seven targets the week before. He's actually getting targets now. He would probably, if he's out there, be my top option out of the guys we talked about. I think it's close between him and Bateman, but I feel like yeah. Ayuk's the guy for me. Yeah, I, I don't have any issue with that. I do. I, I think both of them are very, very close, but he's he's an intriguing one, but it's because we know what he's capable of from last year. Yep, definitely. Oh, look at that. Uh, Adrian Peterson just scored a touchdown. Cool. There we go. Doing it again. All right. Let's, you know, let's throw out, let's look at some defenses here. Let's find, let's find you a streamy defense for the week. I'm going to um, jump our percentage up a little bit at streamy defenses just because there can be more available. So let's look at like 60% and under for streamy defense. So that'll give us, let me throw here. Let me find my spot. All right. I know where to look at. Let's look, starting with the Panthers are the ones under 60. So we have, let's throw some out and see what we think. Panthers playing at Arizona. No, don't want that, do you? Bronco, Broncos against Eagles. That's interesting. Broncos have been they they really were great against Dallas. They let Dallas score two late touchdowns, but it didn't matter. Broncos against Philadelphia. That's that's an interesting play. Ravens at Miami. Another one. That's not a bad play either. Even though Ravens aren't like they're not the Ravens defense of old. Miami is nothing to me. Miami is just not a team. I am. They're not good. They're really no, just not and, a good and, offense. And they did get torched the last two games. I mean, yeah. before that, they didn't look nearly as bad. And but it was Cincinnati when they were really, you know, taking it to people. Yep. And Minnesota's not a bad team either. So I, I don't mind that one at all. Miami is yep. bad enough where I, I could care less what how yep. the last one went. Um, Browns playing against the Patriots. Patriots have won a couple games, but it's not because their offense is just dominating <laughs> no, at all. For sure. So the Browns, I, that's again not not a bad play. I'm I'm good with that that option as well. Packers, Seattle, again, that, there, there's worse options. Well, that's not terrible. It's, it's not really bad. Not. Uh, yeah. It, we have I have heard that. I mean, Russell Wilson, maybe he won't be back, but I have heard that he is possible. He's, like yep. they're throwing the ball we'll and whatnot. Yep. That that could change my outlook could. on that one. But if he's not starting, I, I like that one a lot. So I right, think they're going to be a good one anyway, but they yep. would probably jump to the top. So right there, the like the 
there's almost four options right off the bat that are pretty decent options. There's some good ones out there. Washington at Tampa, not doing that one. Raiders at Kansas City. You know what? It starts to become interesting, but I'm still not doing it. I can't ever make myself do that. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I can't. <laughs> Dolphins against Baltimore, not doing that one. Falcons against Dallas. Dallas did nothing this past week, but I'm not playing the Falcons. Vikings at the Chargers, probably not going there. Chiefs at Raiders, probably not there. Eagles at Denver. It is always a possibility to play against the Denver team. Um, probably, but with this week with the other good options, you're probably not going with it. But all right, I think we got a couple good options there at the top there. A couple, a couple decent options. Broncos playing against Philly, Ravens playing against Miami, Browns playing against Patriots, Packers playing against Seattle, I think are probably the top options. Nothing that is just standout amazing, but okay, if if the if the Colts are available, they're a little bit higher owned. They are um they're only at 73%, but with defenses, you just don't know. You don't know. Um, They're playing Jacksonville. That'd be a one to get, but that's about as far up as you could go. And maybe you find a defense, it'd be them, but that's about it. But yeah, so I think there's some solid options there for for you this week. All right, quarterback streaming. If you're still streaming quarterbacks at this point, I know some people people are. Um, A lot of times you might start off streaming, and by this point, you've hopefully maybe found your option and you've stopped streaming. But let's look at, I'll look at like 55% because yeah, we got 55%. That's Tua. You're probably not playing Tua though. Tua against Baltimore, not doing I that. Mean, Carson Wentz against yeah. Jacksonville. He, he's probably the the best one to pick up. He's been playing very, very well. Pittman's yep. coming along. And you're playing against Jacksonville. Well, I, I realized Jacksonville. They, yeah, after they just this week, shut down Josh Allen. Yeah. So maybe, but I do think yeah. that he's good enough where he'll, he's probably guaranteed and standard to give you yeah. at least 20. You'll so be out of, happy with that. out of the options. Wentz against Jacksonville is probably still the one you're going with. Matt Ryan against Dallas. Isn't terrible. Um, you don't, I don't ever love playing Matt Ryan, but that's not a bad one. Baker against Patriots. I don't want to really go there. Bridgewater probably just not playing Bridgewater. Definitely not playing Sam Darnold anymore. Roethlisberger against the lions. Yeah. Against the lions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That that might be. It, it's probably yeah. gonna be his one good game. <laughs> yep, yep. So there again, there's not many options then um, for streaming quarterbacks. So it's Carson Wentz for sure. Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. I think are the three options you could look at this week. That's about where. Yeah, those are the ones I look for. Yeah, it's pretty uh, rough. Yep. And unless uh, there's like a Derek Carr, he's a little higher owned, but maybe he's available playing against the Chiefs. You know, maybe go something yeah, like that. Kirk Cousins going yep. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Carson Wentz, I think, is just a solid play for you. I'd, I'd go with that one. But, all right, there we go. Waiver wire week ten. So really getting down there. But all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.